0: Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, One-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
1: Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm waiting for you to justify your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. All right, another edition of the Bradfoss Show. I feel like we're on a pretty good run here. So review, subscribe, listen. Let me say that again. Review, five stars. Subscribe, iTunes, listen, anywhere. WEI.com, iTunes, Stitcher, all of it. So please do that. appreciate everything. We appreciate it so much. We are going to celebrate the pod combination at Lord Hobo Brewing Company on Tuesday night before Thanksgiving. It's Podsgiving. We are giving thanks to podcasts and beer. Thank you to the fine people at Lord Hobo. Thank you to all of our podcast partners. Uh, this, of course, is one of them, Brad Bradfoe's show. And today, Ryan Brazier. Ryan Brazier. Why do we have a Ryan Brazier on? Because he's been on before, and he's really good. And also... He's probably the biggest Cowboys fan on the Red Sox, and the Patriots are playing the Cowboys. So I was interested in sort of that dynamic, what it's like to be a Cowboys fan, because it can't be like anything else. It has to be one of the most unique experiences in professional sports fandom, I think, um, because of the high-profile nature of it. Because it's, it's that same feeling, I think, you get around here, around Boston, around New England, where... You, when they're bad, it's, it drives the bus. It is all anybody wants to talk about. And when they're good, it's the best place in the world to play. So it's, I think there's a lot of lot of similarities in terms of being a fan in Dallas for the Cowboys and being a fan around here. So Brazier's good. And it's also it's good talking about the Red Sox lot in life, talking about how the bullpen viewed their perception Um, Their criticism last year, the uh, trials and tribulations of 2018, I'm sorry, 2019, not only for himself, but for the team, the challenges that they have looking back, asked them, you know, things they would would have done different, things like that. Um, And also, I talked a little bit about the Houston Astros stuff, and I thought that he had a pretty good response in terms of, where baseball is at when it comes to cheating and those sort of things. Anyway, it's a good conversation with Brazier. We place a bet on the game. Spoiler alert, it involves Boom Sauce and it involves Twin Peaks. There you go. But again, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for reviewing. And um, and we're going to keep it up. And if I don't talk to you before Podsgiving, come on by. Lord Hobo, Brewing Company, Woolburn, Tuesday night. And then after that, have a great Thanksgiving. But before that, Ryan Brazier. Uh, there's no better person to have on this podcast this week than the number one Dallas Cowboys fan on the Boston Red Sox roster, Ryan Brazier. And, Ryan, am I, am I accurate in that statement? Man, I
2: don't know about number 1 because we got a couple guys from Texas, you know, but uh but definitely a big fan of the Cowboys for sure.
1: Okay. Come on. So what is it? You, Workman, who else? Me,
2: Work Cash is one, Colton, you know, Brew is one. Uh And I don't know. I'm I'm sure Brock is a Cowboys fan, you know, he grew up right outside of Fort Worth. But uh, but th- I think I think me working cash were the were the big instigators on most of the stuff about the Cowboys to other people for sure.
1: All right, now I know that you were given a Patriots jersey, um, yeah. but but you but listen that is what it is. You're in the area, you're given a jersey, you have to you have to play along. What was the Cowboys jersey that you first bought? Everyone bought one when you were a kid. You yes. know, I, I had the Tony Eason jersey. I'll admit it; it wasn't Drew Bledsoe eleven. It was Tony Eason eleven. Who, who? What was your jersey? What was your Cowboys jersey?
2: So the first Cowboys jersey I ever bought was I had a, I had a couple of, you know T shirts and stuff, but like for real, jersey that I ever bought was a Demarcus Ware jersey. Really? <laughs> He's he besides Tony Romo, he's probably my favorite Cowboy of all time.
1: Wow, that's 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 kind of shocking. Actually, I don't I don't even know. I,
2: I, I really liked DeMarcus Ware. I was kind of upset when he left to go to the Broncos, but um, but yeah, I think I think besides Romo, he's my favorite Cowboy of all time. So,
1: have you been to any games this year?
2: Um, I have not been. This is a uh, this is the first year I haven't been to you know a couple games, but. Um, Seasons on over yet,
1: but so we'll but, but last year you win the World Series, you World Series hero, and you get the you get the first class treatment at Cherry uh, Jonesville or whatever they call it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. My my uh, my agent got got some uh, know some people over at Fox, and I took my son, and we got to kind of hang out on the field and um, and and mess around up in the booth and stuff before the game, and and uh, I actually got to I got to meet Troy Aikman, and and uh, Joe Buck was in there as well, but. Uh, more, more for, more for Colton than me. You know, I'm, uh, I've got to go to some other, you know, football games and stuff, but he, he was all about it and he, um he, he was actually pretty upset that we didn't get to come to Boston to go to the Cowboy Patriots game.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a big miss right there. I gotta be honest it with you. It
2: really is. You know, and if, if he, he, he missed some school this year already for being six, but, uh, he actually, he has a Tom Brady fathead in his room. So, um, his, his favorite player is Tom Brady and, and he's he's pretty pissed that we didn't get to come up there for this game. Wait,
1: for wait, sure. wait, 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 wait. So he, so who uh, who is he going to be rooting for? Ellie? He uh,
2: he already knows the answer to that question. Secretly, he'll probably be, he's going to be rooting for the Cowboys. But if the Patriots win, he'll probably try to rub it in my
1: face. All right. Well, that's that's a smart kid. Um, so when you when you're down there, you're in the heart of all this. We're up here in Boston. Um, really uh, people are talking more about, you know, the Patriots. Oh, my goodness, what are they going to do? Uh, it's more about the Patriots than the Cowboys. I talked to a buddy of mine who runs a radio station down there, and I asked him, I said, a Cowboys fan's nervous. And he said, they're nervous that they're going to be coached. But oh,
2: you, uh, I mean, is that
1: is that accurate? I I guess, you, uh, obviously, Bill
2: Belichick, you know, has been doing it for twenty years. I saw a deal the other day that said most winning seasons, you know, from now in the past twenty years or whatever, in a consecutive winning seasons, the Patriots have like eighteen. The next closest is like twelve. <laughs> and then there's a big drop off and then it's like six five four three two one, you know. Um, it's it's hard not to say you're not gonna get out coached by, by Bill Belichick and his staff.
1: But but what's the vibe? I mean, what's the the, the coaching aside? Do you feel feel I, good? I don't, I don't good? think
2: the Patriots are as strong this year as they have been in the past. Um, you know, in our the Cowboys' offense has been really good. Our defense has been struggling a little bit. Um, I think if we can get the ball moving with Zeke, um, the way dak has been playing lately, I think the Cowboys have a decent chance of winning. But the last two games, you know, they they play. They I feel like every game the Cowboys play, they play to their opponent's potential. You know, we should. The Lions had a third-string quarterback. You know, come in and pick us apart.
1: Mm. Well, also, so, also a former Red Sox draft pick, Jeff Driscoll. Was he really? Oh yeah, Jeff Driscoll, former Red Sox draft pick. Yep, yep. So, I did not know that. yep. Six degrees of Ryan Brazier. Uh, yeah. So, but what I will
2: tell you, yeah. man, I, you know, I am. I'm super glad that Dak is is. He's starting to win me over. I was. Not, I haven't been a big fan of Dak. But the last couple weeks, and even really all this season, he looks so much better throwing the ball. He looks confident. Um, so I, I think we got a chance. I think we have a chance to be the Patriots this weekend.
1: You got a prediction?
2: I'm going to say, let's see, 34 to 27. Dallas. Dallas.
1: Okay, fair enough. What, a, what I think a, what going to a, be a
2: high-scoring game.
1: You want to put a wager on it? <laughs> I got. A, I so, got. A,
2: you, know, I... you know Steve. You know Steve, the the bullpen guy. Oh yeah. So I got. I already have a wager on it with Steve, and I'm losing in one of our wagers, so I need the Cowboys to win so I can even it back
1: up. All right. Well, I got a whole. I got a whole vat of boom sauce here. So, uh, yeah. So I, I'm. I'm ready to wager. I'm ready to go. I'm just like. I'm looking for right. some bets. Uh, Let's hear. It. Um. Well, before so I want to I want to also get your view. Like you had talked about being a Cowboys fan, you obviously have been up here in the middle of this whole Red Sox thing. You you know what also how people follow the Patriots. I would imagine like they'll follow in the Cowboys. It all it sort of fascinates me because I think in large part because of Jerry Jones. But what is it like there? Like actually the the fandom there is it? I, I would imagine it's pretty unique, right?
2: Yeah, it is. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, I guess it's kind of similar to, like, the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers, you know, all the bigger teams. As soon as you're not winning, you know, everybody's ready to jump ship. And then the next year, everybody's talking about winning the Super Bowl. No matter how bad you were the year before um, or how good you were, it, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, you grow up. You know, and I really never seen it before, besides Boston, and, and and more Red Sox than than anything. But like, you can grow up being groomed to be a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere you go on Sunday, whether it's church or the golf course or you know, pretty much wherever you go, people are talking about hey, what are you doing for the Cowboy game later, or you know, think Cowboys are going to win. So, everywhere you go has it on TV. I mean, it's just a, uh, it's it's just like the Red Sox. I mean, you see you see Red Sox stuff everywhere you go, you know, kind of like the Cowboys.
1: I had an athlete, you know, it's interesting. You go toward, you know this, you go from 2018 to 2019. You know, what? playing in Boston when you're winning compared compared to playing in Boston when you're not winning, it's a pretty big swing. I would imagine it's the same sort of thing like Dallas. You know, I had an athlete recently tell me, he's like, you know, Boston's great, but I almost rather play in the middle of Afghanistan than Boston when you're not winning. You know, and – like that's that might be extreme, but that's the you
2: fact. Know, and, it, and it all stems from the from the the pat. You know, there's not many fans that are more passionate than than Red Sox fans. You know, you go to a Cowboy game, it don't matter if they're one and fifteen or fifteen and one. You know, there's going to be a full house, and I and I think that that fans expect so much from their team, and they're such like hardcore fans that it really bothers them to the core when their teams not winning. You know, and the Cowboys the last few years have been really good and not getting out of the, you know, the second round of the playoffs. I mean, it it burns you. I mean, it really does because especially with that, you know, expectations every year the Cowboys like, you know, the Cowboys all the picks are Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Cowboys in the Super Bowl and then we don't get there and and you know, just too much to be left desired.
1: So so you you could see some of the correlation going through what you guys went through this year with the Red Sox, right?
2: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I as, as a as a as a diehard cowboys fan you know it it burns when we don't win like i i get so mad when we don't win but and i and, you know i just i, I can understand you know uh, you know fans for you know other sports you know when your team that you you know your favorite sports team you know doesn't perform or, or do what you hope they're going to do which at the end of the day you know if the cowboys lose like of course i'm mad but At the same time, I'm like, well, like, you know, I I understand you're not going to win every game.
1: Mm. Do you have a different perspective now that, you know, you're you're a major league baseball player, a professional athlete?
2: No, I still act like a little kid when I watch the (laughs) Cowboys. You know, I yell at the TV. I, I get so mad when we, and of course, I don't know nothing about football. I'm running defenses or offenses, but man, I get so mad that. When the Cowboys aren't playing good, or we, I call a play, we shouldn't think. You know, I think we shouldn't run or whatever. But, but you know, it just I, you know, I, part of it is you know, my dad and all my family love the Cowboys growing up, and you know, I see you know, my son loves watching football, whether it's you know the Cowboys or the Patriots, or he loves the Chiefs because you know they're so you know electrifying, especially last year, and um, he really just started getting into playing Madden. You <laughs> know, so he knows he knows all these you know, superstar football
1: player, so he loves watching them, man. <laughs> okay, can I ask you a couple baseball questions? Let's do it. All right. Um, tell me about the new pitching coaches. You you spent time in Pawtucket this year. You spent time around Dave Bush, the roving guy, um, who's now the pitching coach. Tell me a little bit. Give me, give me the synopsis of what these guys are. We see them in spring training, but we're not around them like, you know, where we were around Dana or – Or you know, or Banny or whoever. Tell me a little bit about them.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, both of them are are pretty good about getting guys back to what works for them. You know, I, you know, getting the Pawtucket last year. You know, when I came in, I felt really good, and as soon as I got there, you know, me and Walk worked on a couple of things, and it kind of took off from there. Um, And then this year, you know, getting getting sent down and, and trying to get some stuff right it took me a couple outings and, and walk, you know, really watching me a few times, um, to get back at it. But, um, you know, they're real vocal, they're real simple, you know, little fixes that they go a long way. Um, and Bush, you know, the kind of the same thing. He, he's, he's, he brought me in a couple of times after some outings and said, you know, this is, this is where, you know, you were last year when you were, you know, in, your, in my words, you know, I was telling them like, you know, this is the best I've ever been, you know, which was last year in 18. And, uh, you know, he would pull up some stuff, and we'd watch video. And he was like, "All right, here's 18 compared to 19. I really think if you did X, Y, Z, it would get you back to, you know, where you're comfortable and where you feel your best." Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm excited. You know, I I really, really was excited whenever whenever they said that Walker, you know, was going to get a chance to be up there with you know the big team and stuff. And you know, I think he's excited. He's definitely he's one of my, my, the top couple. Of, pitching coaches i've ever had you know i, I really liked playing for him and pontugget you know the past couple years um because he's you know a lot of guys have their guys but walks helped me a, a whole bunch and um i'm getting i'm looking forward to uh, spending a little more time with bushy and, and getting getting in with him
1: if you look back at last year what what is the thing that you would have done different for 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 your own deal obviously you know we who could forget the Twin Peaks podcast where we're peppering you about questions about closing <laughs> and everything else. Which, by the way, are you, are you in now? Are you in this year? Are you committed? I'm trying to get a list. Yeah, honest. for sure. Yeah, uh, we'll go, uh, I can go back to Twin Peaks. All right, <laughs> we'll be back at Twin Peaks. <laughs> so, you know, we go back to that. We're peppering you about closing and everything else. And now, you know, months later, you went through the roller coaster of 2019. Looking back, what is the thing that you would have done different? You know, I don't
2: know that there's much I would have done different. You know, obviously, me hurt my foot, and and you know, only threw like two and a third innings in spring training. Um, but that that aside, that, that I was a hundred percent, completely ready to roll when the season started. You know, I felt good, my arm felt good, um, and, I, and I had a good you know first month and a half. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, I, I'm getting ready a little sooner this year. You know, I'm going to come into spring training ready to roll. You know, last year they had us they had us on a little bit of a you know, a, a different type of program coming into spring training, but um, not much I'm going to change. You know, I'm going to come in a little bit uh, more ready to pitch sooner in, in camp as opposed to later.
1: But that's the thing. That's the thing that I think everyone's realizing. What a difference. You, you want to go through that month of October, but it's literally like you're taking a month out of your life. You're taking a right. month, in, and whether that's getting your, your body right, uh, getting your mind right, whatever it is, but when November 1st rolls around, you can actually work out and, and start your training program instead of getting off a duck boat. You know?
2: Well, and, and, I, and I think that the time off was good. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I've never been a guy that takes a lot of time off from throwing and stuff. And, and last year was really the first time I ever did. And whether or not that, like I said, I, when the season got here, I was ready to roll. You know, I was 100% in, ready to ready to do it. Um, I just, I think that, you know, for me personally, taking those extra, you know, month off, or, or I guess not extra month, but you know, I said like you said, starting November first, starting in December. You know, I don't know that I was. I don't want to say I wasn't ready because, like I said, I was mm. ready to rock and roll. But um, you know, maybe not as sharp or as crisp or you know, something something might just be a little tick off. And then I really think, you know, when I hurt my foot, when I came back, it took me longer than I thought to, to get back on my mechanics and stuff.
1: But you know, that's the thing though. It wasn't it wasn't just you. It was everyone was trying to figure out the magic formula about how you do this after pitching an extra month. How you get a pitching staff ready. And I know you know, that core took a lot of heat, you know, when the starters got off to a bad start about spring training. And even though there was a lot of the similarities from the year before, you know, nobody, nobody, there is, I don't think there is a match. I think it's all up to different people. You know, I think it depends who you are, but and I think some guys were probably worn down and other guys weren't.
2: You know, everybody that went through it last year was worn down, no doubt. You know, and that, and it's, you know, you play 162 games and then you go, you know, play, you know, I would have played 19 more, mm. um, you know, a full month worth. And, and not to mention those 19 games are the most exhausted mentally that I've ever been in my life. I mean, you're in every pitch and it's a different type of, of exhaustion when you're done with a playoff game, you know. Um, and, and to go out, whether you go, you start day one of the offseason, the day when you get home or you wait a month, you know, it's, it is real hard to do what we did in 18. Mm-hmm. You know, and I you see teams like the Astros or the or the uh Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers have had three really really good years in a row and that I mean that you you just don't see stuff like that really anymore, yeah. especially in baseball, you know.
1: Yeah, Houston too, it's crazy. You know, it's
2: Yeah. you know, just dominating everybody for two or three years. Um But yeah, you know, I I think that um you know this this off season is going to be a big off season for for a lot of guys and and getting ready to go for the season and I'm hoping that uh, you know once we get to the spring training like I said I'm going to be ready to rock right when we get there.
1: Do you think that you guys? Everyone talks about the bullpen. Obviously, you guys were peppered with bullpen questions early on and then throughout, especially the early part of the year. But if you really look at it, at the end of the year. You know what the pieces that you had in that bullpen—it was a pretty good bullpen. I mean, do you guys feel that way coming out of it? And I—I I get it. I, every you're you're sort of in your insulated world, and you, it's us against the world, and and we're better than people think, and everything. But I actually do think that there's there's an element of truth to that. That the way that Workman pitched, and Darwin's in pitched, and you pitch and and Barnes pitches, and Embry can pitch if he's not hurt. I mean, there. Is there an element, hey, we're all right, we don't really need anything?
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think so. And, and, um, you know, all of us, you know, this year more, you know, I don't want to say more than last year, but I feel like we had a pretty tight group of guys, you know, hanging out outside of the field and stuff. But, um, you know, it's funny that you say that because I sent a group text. On, I saw on Twitter that Jackie Bradley got the number one play for MLB Network yeah. or whatever. yeah. Well, you know, I had that play, and then he caught that one in Minnesota. And we were all together one night after after a game, and they showed that play, and we thought it was like this funny thing that reliever. You know, I made it on ESPN, like we were the number one play, but actually it was Jackie that you know making the catch. So I sent out a text that you know we made it. We made the number one play of the year to the bullpen guys. You know, and it just kind of you know we. Obviously, everybody at the beginning of the year and throughout the year, you know, we like you said, we got peppered with bullpen questions and you know, kind of the revolving door of, of what was going on. But um, you know, I don't, I don't think it bothered us as as a group that we were getting doubted the whole year.
1: Mm-hmm. The um, <laughs>
2: and, and it'll continue to not bother us, you know, going into the next yeah,
1: year. Yeah, well, this is the the way of the world when it's in a bullpen for the most part. Uh, um especially when you know they they don't allocate the money to a you know guy this is just how it works but going back to that play you know for, like, first of all congratulations i didn't even think of that i remember that in baltimore oh my goodness. that that was was that the was that the so in case people don't know like you were pitching in baltimore was it the last out was it what yeah, was it, it was a Last no, I think it was, tie,
2: it was a tie game. It was a
1: Tie game, tie game, and Jackie like takes away, um, yeah, takes yeah. away a home run. And your reaction?
2: And he did it easy. It wasn't even like this, like spectacular play that it looked so hard. He, I'm not kidding, man. Like 50 feet from the wall, I was like, I think Jackie might catch that. <laughs> but I what? Mean, he just, he but, is unreal.
1: But when he hit it, you thought it was gone, right? Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's – it's. I mean, it, again, it was I, – I had totally forgotten about that play until they named it the number one play, which I shouldn't have forgot about it, but it's um, – yeah, yeah, obviously you didn't forget. Well, with
2: as, many, with as many plays as that guy makes out there, it's hard to forget. I mean, it's hard not to forget about one. You know what I mean? I yeah. I mean, you just – Highlight yeah, like real every, what, every day. Well, along so, those
1: like, along those lines, do you do you follow are you one of these guys? I maybe I asked this of you before. I don't know. Are you one of these guys who sort of follow what's going on with the off season and the MLB trade rumors and no, the payroll no, not really. and, and no? My, my,
2: my dad, my dad tries to fill me in when he's you know he. he I think he's all about it, but uh, not really. I I saw the Jackie Bradley thing because I follow the MLB Network on on Twitter.
1: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. well, I have to ask what's going on at the, one of the topics in baseball. You've pitched twice in Houston in your life. You ever hear a trash can being banged on?
2: Um, no, I can't say that I have, honestly. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. All that all that stuff that's going on is, is kind of a crazy deal for sure. Well,
1: I mean, it's, you know, it's listen, this is the way of the world. It's the way of the world. It's why... You guys have things in your hats, and this is why you guys went, you know, with multiple signs with nobody on. And
2: That's the thing. You know, I've had – I don't know how many people ask me about this whole deal with the Astros, and I'm like, honestly, it's the team's fault that they're playing them regardless of if, if that's what's going on. Because you, you go into a spot where you have to win, the last thing you need to do is give one sign. You know, if you if your pitchers can't figure out a way to to, to – you know, not let them pick your signs, then that, you know, that's kind of on you. Now, whether or not they were using a you know, whatever, besides the players doing it themselves on the bases, um, I just – I feel like you have to go into games like that ready to – for anything.
1: Well, like I said, you know, I went back and looked at a story I wrote in June of 2018. You guys, the relievers, started using multiple signs with nobody on, you know, yep. in, in late April. You know, this is, this is, and that was in Toronto. It wasn't in Houston. So this, this, this happens. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, it's just, it's obviously part of There's a lot going on in baseball. They have to fix. And that's another, a whole nother ball of wax, but you know, what doesn't need to be fixed. The hype for the Patriots and Cowboys. Thanks to this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) So you want to make a better what? What's going on? Let's go.
2: What what do you got for me? I don't
1: know. Uh, Do you drink beer?
2: I drink
1: a little bit of beer. Okay, I'll 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 bet you a case of Boom Sauce. I'll give you a case of Boom Sauce. Okay. All right. And if All right. And if the Patriots win, do it. Does it have to be spread? Do we have to cover the spread.
2: Oh, we can go straight up.
1: All right, straight up. If the Patriots win, then you have to give me a ten-gallon hat. Is that expensive?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, forget it then. Give me something. What do you got?
2: Man, I don't know. All right. I mean, you you uh, have to –
1: here's what you have to do. You have to do two Twin Peaks podcasts in spring training. Deal. All right. There we go. Lock it in. For sure. Deal. All right. All right, Ryan. Thanks. All right.
0: Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 cleaners and protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution, DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, Web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more—all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. Forget front row seats. We're taking you into the action on the field and in the dugout with season two of Play Loud. Follow some of the league's biggest stars as we mic them up and get the cameras rolling during some of the hottest matchups of the season. Catch real-time reactions from Juan Soto and Francisco Lindor in the field and catch all the hilarious conversations between players off the field with unprecedented access. Watch episodes of Play Loud at youtube.com slash MLB. Play Loud brings you baseball like you've never seen before. Never seen before.